1: Right. Um, Welcome, listener. How are you? We're glad you're doing well, and I'm glad you had a good week. I have been really impressed uh, with Aaron's opinion. We've grown our podcast a lot. Um, and actually, ironically, for the second time this week, you are hearing ep- an episode where, hey. my, where my guest uh, is uh, all the way on the continent of Africa, Today we're speaking to Adelaide Botier, uh Botier, uh, and she joins us from Accra, Ghana. Welcome. How are you? Yes. How are you? Um.
2: Very well, thank you yourself.
1: I am very well, and I'm very glad that you have come to Aaron's opinion today. Um so my first question that I ask guests is so um please tell us about yourself. How did you um how by the way, how did you find out about Aaron's opinion? Let's start there.
2: All right, thank you. Thank you very much. A friend spoke to me about about the show, and I decided to guess on it. so that's how come I got to know about Aaron's opinion.
1: Excellent. Well, we're so glad you're here. I'm really glad you came today. and um by the way um, i am I am guess- for having me. yes, you are welcome, and I am guessing that you are probably blind. Um, like me and like most of our listeners. How did you become blind, by the way?
2: All right. Um, this happened about eight years ago. And I was in my final year in the senior High School. So I actually fell sick. It started with a headache. And I reported to the hospital. Then fast forward... I, I had so many conditions, like I kind of lost my memory. I couldn't remember what happened. And and so I was diagnosed of CSM, cerebrospinal meningitis, and it's a condition that causes an inflammation in the lining of the brain and the spinal cord. So fast forward, I had paralysis. until so it, it came out of the results of the ailment.
1: Okay. Well, I'm I'm very sorry to hear about that. Many people around the world uh, become blind through an illness or something like that. It's a big problem all over the world. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and I was born blind. I, ha- I have glaucoma. Um, so nowadays... Um, What are you doing in life? Are you studying? Are you working? What do you do in life now? So, did you, so, hello?
2: Yes, Aaron, I'm here.
1: Excellent. So, what are you doing now in life? Are you a student or are you, do you have a job? What do you do?
2: Okay, um, because of my condition, I've been at home all of these years, but Late last year I was enrolled in an IT school somewhere in Accra and so that was immediately before the coronavirus. So I graduated from my advanced class just a week before the lockdown. So that's why I'm currently at home.
1: I understand and so many people around the world are in this uh, situation of being kind of stuck and kind of trapped in whatever they were doing before the virus. So I I completely understand about that. Yeah. Well, what did you learn at this IT school by the way? Talk um talk to us more in depth about that.
2: All right. Um it's just a rehabilitation center. It's it's an assistive technology center. So it basically helped me to do my basic things like on the laptop and on my on my phone as well. So it's gonna help you readjust your situation and go back to school if you want to. Right. So that's the basic things I did.
1: All right. All right. So it sounds like it is you we can say maybe that it was a combination of rehabilitative rehabilitation services along with some computer training.
2: exactly exactly
1: all right i i understand i understand so um i forget if i have if i have mentioned this i have never been to ghana before but i have been to east spotine yeah. so oh i oh i did mention yeah. that oh ah well um i have been to east Spatine, so i i mean i kind of know what it's like you know a little bit on you know in in your part of the world but what can you tell our listeners? Um, what is Accra like, you know, as a city, from from your perspective as a as a blind person? Talk to us about Accra. Uh
2: okay. Accra is it's a a, a busy town or a busy city, if you want to call it, and it's the capital of of Ghana. So. That's where all the businesses, most of the businesses are. And relating to um, blindness, I think in Accra, you see a lot of blind people. And that's where we get a lot of our blind items. I think in the whole of Ghana, that's the biggest, I think the, the, the port for our blind items, like the brails and the white canes. So as far as blindness is concerned, Accra, Accra plays a very vital role in that, because that's where you get the white canes and the brails and all the blind items.
1: Hmm, okay. So in Accra, we would say that there are uh, many more services and organizations that help blind people in, in Accra and around Ghana, right?
2: Yeah, we can say that.
1: Okay, excellent. Um, Are there many Lions Clubs in Ghana or are there many other service organizations in Ghana?
2: Please say again.
1: Hmm. Um, Are there a lot of service organizations in Ghana that help blind people?
2: I am not too aware of it. I'm a um, common fan. I think that's to help the disabled like the blind in terms of financial supports which the social we- welfare are in charge of that's that's what I know for now and there's a school for the blind at the coupon at couponng and some and but Ekupong is outside of Accra and something like where? I had my my technology training that's also a very good place to help people with disability like we have we have the craft center and all that but for blindness that's that's where I go my IT training for so a facility, a facility like that was helping someone like me someone in a condition as blindness
1: right right I see I see so um and what what can you tell me about that other city you mentioned a uh, capon a capon something like that uh, is that a smaller town or a small more rural community where this school is located um let
2: me say again the network is not
1: that is good. no no worries, Adelaide. You Adelaide, you're very patient and you're doing fine. I am, I am very used to this. That is okay. I said the question is, um, yeah. is is Ekapon um a smaller city or a small town? You know, what can you tell us about this other this other city, Ekapon, where you went to go do training? Uh,
2: yeah, is a town in the eastern region. It's not too small. I haven't been there personally, but I'm sure it's, it's, it's not a very small town, but it's in the eastern region of Ghana.
1: Okay, I see. So, and geographically speaking, where is Accra? Is Accra like in the center of Ghana, uh, northern, western, southern, what part of the country?
2: Uh, I think crowd would be around the southern part of Ghana. Oh,
1: okay. I see. All right. Yeah. So, um, after, you know, things start to get back to normal, um, what are your plans? What are your future goals and future plans?
2: All right, and um, personally, I like to in, in the way that I can. So currently I was trying to see if I could go back to school with my technology, and um, a little knowledge I've acquired in technology and acquire um, some education on journalism. So I can inspire people in a little way that I can maybe through the media on radio or any other medium that would help people hear me out.
1: Hmm. Have you thought of being a podcaster?
2: Yes, please.
1: That is good. That is good. You, you should be a podcaster because it's very, Uh it's very easy to be a podcaster. And to send your message around okay. the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, this podcast is available, right. available okay. everywhere.
2: Should I please tell me more about it?
1: Sure, sure. What would you like to know about becoming a podcaster and podcasting?
2: What else? What are the basic requirements and how do you start it?
1: The basic, <clears throat> I mean, the basic requirements of it, Adelaide, are that you need a microphone um, on your computer or your phone, your mobile device, and you need to have something to say. Right. That's basically the idea. You just talk is the idea. Now, I mean, there are many tools that help you to, Edit the material and to organize the material and all then right. to publish, but it's basically record and then publish. hmm So in Ghana, um have you listened to any uh,
2: Ghanaian? Hi. Right. Nice to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So I have a question. So in Ghana, have you um, listened to any Ghanaian podcasters? Hello. Hello. So have you listened to any podcasts from Ghana?
2: No, no, really.
1: I see. Are, are there any podcasts from Ghana?
2: I'm sure there are um I I just haven't paid attention but I'm sure there are.
1: I see. That is that is fine. Yes. Yeah, probably there are podcasts from all over the world. Um Mhm. <clears throat> so um I mean, yes, I think you can definitely be a podcaster. And I think that's definitely a form of journalism and media. So that definitely works. Mm -hmm. What do you, um, where have you traveled to outside of Ghana? All right. Where have you traveled to outside of your country?
2: Oh no, I haven't traveled anywhere. I I haven't traveled anywhere outside the country.
1: All right. Um and what can you tell me about like traveling inside of Ghana like from a blindness perspective? How do blind people get around in your in your country?
2: Um it's it's a bit difficult. You know, when you're blind, most of the times especially when with the public transport um, when you want to go somewhere with someone I for instance I prefer to go with an Uber or something because with public transport trying to get on board you have to be extra careful or else you might get end up hurting yourself with their uh, metals and the bars and all that so that's how it is
1: right Right, right. Yeah. So, um, is Uber popular in Ghana?
2: Very, very popular.
1: Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, what was the longest trip you took, um, in an Uber?
2: Um, which had to the boat car region.
1: Okay, and how long did that trip take and why did you need to go there?
2: Uh, um, I think it took about three hours.
1: Hmm.
2: It was about, yeah, it was about three to four hours. That was, um, I think about seven years back. I went... I went to my mom to a prayer camp somewhere in the Volta region.
1: And w- what did you do at this location? What what was the purpose of your trip?
2: Um. Okay, so we went there for, for spiritual purposes. I went to a prayer camp. So we went for some prayers. We were there for a couple of weeks, and then we came back to our crown.
1: Ah, all right. Fine. Fine. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so really what questions do you have uh, about the United States?
2: Um, about the United States. Okay. So with the same question that you asked me, how, how is your transport like? System like as a visually impaired or as a blind person? Sure, sure, sure.
1: Well, I mean, in the United States, it really depends on where you're living. Most people live in small towns. So, for the most part, getting around Mm -hmm. can be uh, very difficult. Um, Sometimes in the major cities, they have more Ubers and more transportation. But um, there are a lot of problems and a lot of challenges right. in our country today. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: All right. So when you're going out, do you also need sighted guides or you have to help you or that guide you on your way?
1: Well, <clears throat> I mean, usually when I go out I am with my parents and my brother, so they help me. Um but I, I use a cane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It does depend. It does depend on why we're going out and what the situation is. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Okay, so do you think in the States the drivers on the streets or the motor riders if you have any are familiar with the White Canes?
1: Um, I mean some are and some are not so in America you still have to be very careful when like crossing streets and things like that. All mm-hmm.
2: All right so, okay, so in- what's the rate of um-
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. What's the rate of what?
2: What's the rate at which blind blind men or blind people are being knocked down on the streets in America?
1: I I have no I have no idea. I really do not know. Um. I I hope that it does not happen. So I I do not know. Hmm. <laughs>
2: All right, right. okay, then it means that you your drivers are quite familiar with the White Kings.
1: I mean in general Adelaide they are, but some still are not paying attention. (laughs) So, um... Um, if you could, if you could fix only one problem, um, in Ghana today, what problem would you fix? One problem in Ghana?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would, I would fix. The rates at which blind men are being knocked or the rates at which they are um, being overlooked or undermined or are or, um, stigmatized here.
1: Yeah. Right. right, right. So what would you do about that problem?
2: I think there should be more education. I, I really think there should be more education. For instance, two or three months ago, a, a very close friend of mine was knocked down by a motor rider, even though he was holding the white cane. And it was very unfortunate because he has incurred a lot of injuries internally and externally. And he's, he's currently down. He has to undergo surgery out of that same condition. And I've had a couple of incidents happening in the same course. Like I heard a blind man was knocked down. He was holding a white cane and he was knocked down and he died out of that. So I think there should be more education because the the white cane is supposed to be a reflect, it's supposed to be something that identifies you, that tells that you have a peculiar problems. So if you, you hold it or you're in such a condition and, Things like this still happen to you, then it's, it's quite unfortunate. I think there should be more education so people would be aware of it. That's it's part of our society. We, we have so many blind men.
1: Right, right. So yes, do you think that, um, does it seem like there are a lot of blind people in Ghana? Is blindness common in your country? Hello. Hello. My question is, is blindness common in Ghana?
2: Yeah, you know, initially, I didn't know so many blind people in Ghana until I went to the school. I knew there were blind people. When I was growing up, I saw them a lot on the streets. but. When I went to the school, we, we had a meeting. There was a meeting, and there were so many blind people that came. So I realized that bl- blindness was really happening. It was really, really happening. There were lots, lots more blind people that I didn't know about.
1: Mm. Hmm. That is interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was, um, I have been podcasting for about a year. And I created my podcast. I created my podcast to give blind people around the world the chance to come to my show and express their opinions about what is going on in the, in the community. So, um, really? so I think that it's really important to have a podcast where people are welcomed and where people are able to express their opinions from all over the world. So, yeah. Okay. Mhm. Um. I mean, we, we. You. You are very welcome. I think that. Um. And it is. It, it It is not your fault at all, but given that um the network keeps going in and out um i I think we're going to start to wrap stuff up today. I think we're gonna have a just a thirty minute a thirty minute episode today so do you have any um no no, that is totally okay it is not your fault adelaide it's simply um for the the listeners um would generally if the audio breaks up a lot it's better to have a shorter entry um so that people can focus on what on what we did say today yeah anyway i was noticing um that last week i was speaking with a with someone from uganda um basically on the other side of the continent from you and he was saying that there um a lot of blind people are injured by transportation it's a very very common problem in uganda mhm okay so um what are some what are some final statements you would like to make today
2: all right um i just want to say that we should be each other's keeper And when you see a blind man, um, that needs help. Just help out. We can also be of help to you in a way that you you least expected. Like me, for instance, because after I went blind, I've been been smarter with my thinking and my hearing and with my memory as well. So mostly when my friends forget a lot of things, they call to ask me. And I'm, I'm being of help to them in that way. So we all have to stretch our hands when 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 our help is needed in one way or the other we shouldn't stigmatize against anyone no matter the condition they find themselves we are all human and we all follow the same course we should all love each other and be each other's keeper
1: that is that is absolutely magnificent yeah I, I think you should definitely start a podcast, Adelaide. Have, be, be each other's keeper. that's that's just, that's just perfect. Basically, basically, have the courage within yourself to help someone in need. When we need help, ask for it, right?
2: All right, thank you. you,
1: you are you are so welcome. And by the way, before you go, um, every time I have an international guest from another country around the world, I always give I always like to end the episode on a very musical note. Um, would you Would you like to sing Ghana's national anthem for us to end the podcast?
2: All right would you like you would you like me to sing it in a local dialect or in english
1: uh uh b- uh both one time in both so that people can hear the meaning how about the local language followed by english so we get the meaning meaning
2: all mm-hmm. right uh, your life boy, and my hand. More than my was so 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 a mono Seren And yes now I' say a mouthful brown trade God bless our homeland Carolina, and make our nation great and strong both to defend for ever the cause of freedom and of right. Fill the hearts which true you me lead, see, make us cherish, fearless honesty, and help us to resist the presence true with all our will and might forevermore and help us to resist the presence true with all our will and might forevermore thank you